Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll rip your arm off. You what? Get your ass back home. Get in the gym and figure out what the hell you're doing wrong. Might be called the five-point move. I'm frustrated with the way our Greco guys from the United States are treated. Because they are good athletes, they are good human beings that, that want to win. we got to help them get there. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the 5 Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Hans, founder and senior editor of 5pointmove.com. Co-host Dennis Hall will be around in the next segment as we are joined by 2018 world team member Jesse Thielke, who discusses some of the highlights he's experienced this season so far. Plus, Thielke and Hall go head-to-head in a trivia battle to see who knows the state of Wisconsin better, of all things, if you can even believe it. So, right now, I'm with two-time Olympian and, I, I whatever, 47-time world team member, WCAP assistant, 2018 U.S. Senior World Team co-head coach, Spencer Mango. Spencer, you've been back from Germany for a few days now. Are you, I don't know, are you still jet-lagged? No, I'm actually uh I'm I'm doing doing pretty good so far. Uh I got pretty much right back on schedule, so it's always nice when I can go to sleep at the at the normal time and not be up at all hours of the night. Yeah, but how do you do that if if you're in mountain time zone that's eight hours away from Germany, right? I mean were you just um, not yeah, just so. were you not there long enough? Like how do you get the how are you not cloudy? Yeah, I think uh the the timing of the trip and we also had to get up super early the day we left at like we left the bus left at three o'clock in the morning so that kind of helped to kind of kind of naturally got me back on the schedule just by having to get up so early but um yeah body body responded pretty good i i don't know it, this is the fastest i think i've ever gotten back to my normal schedule man it's just a whirlwind you've you've really you've really risen quickly up the coaching ranks since 16 pretty much right to a senior gig it's almost like too bad you couldn't slip in on the junior staff this year because I mean because just just the tie-in with Angle. But then again, if you did, you and Angle might potentially be confused for actually being on the team. I mean, well, you know what? Maybe not Nate. Come to think of it, you know, male pattern yeah, ball gives kind of bald. gives that right. Gives, yeah, <laughs> gives he looks like age. a fifty, sixty-year-old man. So, <laughs> so my my youthful looks. Except when he talks, except when he's like, he, he looks old, but then he talks and like, it all makes sense again. Right. It's, right. <laughs> it's like, I don't have so me and Nate. You, you don't want us back together again. That's, that's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> he don't look like Michael Douglas from falling down, but I worry that he's going to turn into Michael Douglas from falling down. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie powder? Of course I've seen the movie powder. Yes. Yes. That is Nate. <laughs> <laughs> uh he you have the most beautiful face i remember that movie <laughs> oh gosh i haven't thought about that in years man that was that came out when i was like a freshman or something in high school and like i remember because like i i 
I think it was I was a freshman or a sophomore. You know, I like buzzed my head or whatever. And somebody <laughs> called me, like a couple of people called me, you know, they call me powder. And or somebody else called me like a uh, Remy, uh, from uh, higher learning. Like he's a neo-Nazi okay. <laughs> and they were calling me Remy and stuff like that. And they were calling me powder, but Nate is powder. Nate yeah. is more powder than I could be powder. Of course. He's yeah. the original. But he see, like he's got the jawline. That's, that's the only reason why he's got a wife. Like, and he's like at least semi-attractive to women. Cause like, he's got the jawline. He's got like the jawline <laughs> women. Like that's what, I mean, I, that's how I understand it anyway. So whatever. <laughs> Let's hit Germany, where the seniors competed in the German Grand Prix, obviously last weekend, as a warm-up for Budapest before shuffling off to training camp. I mean, we already came out with the Coach Lindland's report this week, so you know I don't want to like hit on it too much, the Grand Prix. At the same time, for the purpose it was supposed to serve, which was whether you want to look at it as, you know, working on things, working on executing match plans, let's say, working on a couple of techniques here and there that you're trying to, you know, go to the lab with, so to speak, as well as get some mat time with foreigners. In that way, I would guess that it was check the boxes it was supposed to. At the same time, the performance overall was underwhelming. Um, there were seven world team members who competed. Only two of them won matches. Dalton Roberts advanced to the finals, took silver to Eric Torba of Hungary. That being said, the tenor surrounding the performance was, uh, it was a little down, you know, I mean, uh, of course you right. want, you want everybody coming through Germany per- performing strongly. It's not necessarily about medals or anything like that so much as like you just want strong performances. At the same time, I would have to think that the, the bright side to all of this is that there's not a, I think the way I worded it was there's in the Monday piece last week was that there's no false sense of security. You know, there's no right, delusions. Right. Um, how did you, as you know, you've been with this team now, the world team since the outset, since Oregon camp, how did you assess it personally? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I would much rather this happen now than, you know, at the world's everybody identified, uh, deficiencies that, you know, we needed to work on. And, you know, I, like you said, the false sense of security, um, everybody's going to camp knowing that, you know, there's work to be done. So, you know, I think it's always better when you have uh, a little extra motivation and, you know, hopefully uh, the guys get right to it when we get to camp, you know, I'm, we'll be pushing them and, you know, it's, it's tough. The sport, it's super tough. And, you know, the guys, uh, I guess got a little wake up call in, in Germany, but you know, we're, We'll get back at it and try to correct as many things as we can before the before the world championships and you know go in and bring back back home some medals. One of the key pieces to the Germany trip was was of course the fact that there was a training camp attached to it. So that yes. this is obviously all the the prescription. That's what I call it, the prescription event and a camp, mm-hmm. camp and event in whichever order. Right. I would have to think coming off of the performance of the Grand Prix, the best thing about it was there wasn't a ton of time to let that simmer too much in anybody's mind because hey, camp is starting on Monday morning. Right. I really like the the camp after the tournament. You know, a lot of times when you go camp first, a lot of guys are kind of sandbagging or you know, trying to cut weight instead of really wrestle hard. And this is what we got the, the tournament out the way. And I feel like it was a lot more value in the camp because you had the the foreigners that were willing to open up and, you know, 
work with our guys, show them little things that they do. And I feel like it was a lot more, just a lot more productive overall because nobody was worrying about losing any weight. And I guess a lot, lot friendlier atmosphere. When you say friendlier, do you mean, I mean, the way Linland kind of worded it was he was like, there was a lot of sharing going on. Uh, right, was that right, the case right. amongst uh, yes, the athletes? Definitely. Right. Guys are, we're definitely opening up a lot more. I mean, when you have the, the camp first and then the tournament, nobody's going to be showing you how they hit their lift or nobody's going to be showing you, Hey, try this a little bit, a little bit different when you defend, you know, but having the tournament out the way first, you know, it gave the guys that, that kind of, I guess that, that time frame where they're like, okay, I won't see this guy until the world championships. I'm here to get better at the camp. So, you know, if I help him, he'll help me, you know? So I, I definitely was a fan of the, the tournament first and then the camp because, uh, this is this is the first time I actually a part of something like this, and you know I've, I always had the the camp first and then the tournament, but definitely like this way better. It's uh, definitely more productive, and uh, guys were able to get a little bit better because guys are willing to open up a little more. What I want to know is on the way home or whenever, or maybe it's during the week. How does however it happens? Do you talk to the guys about their progress, where their heads are at? Their the evolution, the progress of the training cycle, is that something you're you're talking about when you're breaking camp and, let's say, heading back to the States? Uh, I try to find time to uh, approach each guy like, uh, on their own. I'm not big with, you know, trying to do one big blanket. Everybody needs to do this, you know. If I approach somebody, it's usually, hey, I, I, I think uh, you're doing this pretty good, you know, maybe work on this a little bit, you know, maybe in the next camp we'll try to focus on that and kind of handle it that way. It was um, probably four or five guys that I, you know, took aside and, and shared my, my thoughts with them. But yeah, if I, if I do something like that, it's, it's uh, usually an individual type deal. What was the feedback, the general feedback you got from the athletes coming out of the camp? They were encouraged. There's confidence building after the camp. Yes. Uh, after the camp, the feedback I got, it was, you know, yeah, you know, Let's let's work on it and let's get better. It's always nice when when an athlete um, identifies the a problem and and they're willing to work on it because you know you have some guys that kind of run away from things they don't do well and you know you never get any better better wrestling like that and thinking like that. So you know that was a, a positive taken out of, out of the camp that everybody that I talk to is is definitely willing to make an effort to get better. We're at the tip end of August. Major senior world team, national team camp is literally right around the corner. How does recovery and keeping healthy ahead of what's going to be a grind of a camp, how does that, how is that managed? Right. I think uh, the recovery time is, is huge. You have to, you know, be smart about it. Uh, I guess nobody knows your, your body better than, than, than you. So, you know, I, I encourage guys to, you know, kind of take their, their wrestling career into their own hands. You know when, when you can push hard and you know when you need to, to take a break. And, you know, during those two weeks, you need, to be, you need to be resting, you need to be recuperating, getting your body right, and getting ready for the next camp. That way you can go into the camp strong. And, you know, if something happens during the camp and, and you, need a, you need a day, you know, speak up and say you need a day. The thing is, guys, when you, when you come in and work hard every day, no, nobody's going to question you when you say you need a day. You know, if you if you come in every day and you you know maybe think we think you're holding back or you know you're not you're not giving it your all and somebody's asking for you know more rest, it's like well, you know, coaches kind of question what were you doing last night, how late did you stay up? But I think the thing is just being professional at all times, trying to you know eat right, sleep right, and time you get off, use it wisely. 
I don't know if this is a touchy subject or not, but either way, I figure that if I'm going to ask it and address it, I should do so with you. What I want to know is, do our guys have the requisite amount of confidence to go ahead and compete with the best guys on the planet? Uh, well, I guess I, I can't speak for them because I don't, I don't know, you know, exactly what their stance is, but just outside looking in, I feel like we do have a little bit of that, you know, uh, it doesn't help that, you know, everybody's always saying, oh yeah, the, the Russians are so good or the Azerbaijan's so good or this and that about, you know, any country in the world, Hungarian, you know, but, uh, you know, when I, when I see them going on the mat, sometimes I, I wonder, like, did you really, did they really think they could win that match or, you know, was the, the plan just to keep it close, you know, and it's um just something we need to work on, you know, having that confidence. Uh, like you take uh, Dalton, for example, like the way he wrestles, he doesn't care who he's wrestling. He's going to go out there. He's going to go hard. And he's going to force the guy into to wrestling his style of match. And, you know, he brings that hard pace no matter who you are. And, you know, I, I watch him and I, I really admire the, the passion he brings out on the mat and, you know, just hopefully, uh, I'm not saying other guys don't have it, but you know, with Dalton, you can just really, really tell. And, you know, I hope other guys, uh, kind of watch him and, you know, it, it spreads because I think that's something that all of us could use a little more of and, uh, something we can definitely improve on. Well, right. I mean, Certainly, it's this. The question's not coming from a judgmental place. The question's coming from observing everything. And Germany was. I mean, Germany was a test event for everybody. I mean, and there are Mm -hmm. plenty of there were plenty of athletes who compete in the German Grand Prix from other nations who still have two tournaments left before Worlds. A lot of guys are going to Poland and then they're going to Belarus. They weren't seeing this with grand expectations of any sort to them it's practice too it's just there seems to be at times a variance in the level of intensity and i i'm not questioning i would never and i don't believe it's a question of effort i don't i'm sure it's not a question of effort but I, I do. I mean, just privately, sometimes I I watch U.S. athletes, whether it's you know, like I said, it's I'm not isolating this to the world team. I'm saying just I'm broad brushing the entire thing, and mm-hmm. I just can't help but wonder if, of course, I know that this whomever whatever guy I'm talking about from the U.S. I'm sure that they're giving it 110 percent of what they have in that moment. My wonder is if they've limited themselves. From a mental standpoint, like in not quite in a, like an extreme self-defeating way, but wondering if like, okay, well, I'm already behind the curve against this guy technically. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. In the U.S. And we're talking, you know, like Greco is an inferior style in the U.S. You know, that's, that's what you hear all the time. So of course they're, they're in the, even if they won't say it in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking like, well, yeah, you know, I, I grew up wrestling folk style and you know, this guy's been wrestling Greco his whole life. So, yeah, he should know more than me. Of course, they're probably thinking that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You have to win anyway, right? So, you know, you, you got to find a way. And, you know, thinking about, you know, how long he, the, the opponents wrestled Greco or, you know, if he's strictly done Greco his whole life, none of that stuff matters, you know, because, like I said, you, you got to beat him. 
Right. And the thing that kind of irks me about that, because I, I usually don't take very well to the whole wrestling is wrestling phrase. I don't, you know, our, <laughs> our, our, our friend Engel uses it and it, it drives me nuts. But <laughs> because I, they're not, wrestling isn't wrestling. We're talking about a completely different specialized skill set that does not even to the untrained eye all that much resemble what you know, we're learning in sixth grade in the United States of America. Just, it doesn't. And I don't know why. I mean, if you want to make the, that argument, then, you know, grappling and jujitsu is the same. That's wrestling too, then, you know, I mean, like, I mean, it's just because you're grabbing another guy and there's points involved. That's not the same thing. And to me, sometimes I get annoyed at that argument. In this case, I actually do believe in it though, because a lot of, hey, hey, Put, put me out there with some jujitsu. As a uh, as uh, Linlin, we we did a little bit. I'm a natural. Cause oh, that's easy for me to believe, though. <laughs> that's easy for me to believe. Wrestling's You're an wrestling. level athletes. <laughs> you should probably still be competing for crying out loud. Like you should. You know what? That is a good question. Why didn't you ever? Did you ever consider MMA? Did you ever? Did it ever cross your mind ever? Uh, briefly when they brought 125, but I don't know. I'm if if I if I wanted to still compete, I'd be be wrestling. Um, yeah, my neck. I don't, I don't want to wake up sore every morning anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what, man? You wouldn't believe it, but a lot of those guys are short. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's not like. Hey, I'm 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 average height for my family. <laughs> Dude, I have a brother. I'm five four. I have a brother who's six. Wow, makes no sense. Some guys get all the luck, huh? Yeah. Well, no. Nah, you know what? He doesn't because his hair's worse than Angles almost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nate's gonna kill me after he hears that. <laughs> no, he's not. He knows it. Yeah. I, if I if if I could if I could figure out how to do it, I'd I'd connect him right now. <laughs> connect to him, I'd connect to him right now, but either way, it's just. It, but back to the point, it's it's. I'm done. I'm done with. While I I do get annoyed sometimes with the wrestling is wrestling because I just think it's. If that was the case, then anybody would be able to jump into Greco and like it wouldn't take them six years to make a team. But at the same time, when I look at our elite seniors, so we'll say national team at least. But if but even we're getting deep enough now at certain places to where it, I think it, it expands beyond the national team. Mm-hmm. When I look at our elite guys in this country, they're absolutely – when you talk about wrestling athlete, they're on par with all the other great wrestling athletes in the world. But I just don't know if they realize that or, right. or recognize it enough anyway. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah, sound fair? Yeah, don't know how – yeah, don't know how good they are. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we see. Yeah, I agree with. I agree with that one. We see these guys from other nations doing stuff that's you know very impressive, and I you know you 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 know personally like who some of the guys internationally I have a fondness for, and mm-hmm. I look at a, a, definitely everybody on our world team, but I look at a bunch of our American athletes and I say, we have ninety guys who could do that. That's automatically that's been in their skill set since they were six. It's just not translating to this style yet. Right. Look at Spencer. I'm not here to fix problems. I'm just trying to point them out. That's all. <laughs> it's your job to help fix them. <laughs> hey, working on it. Working on it. 
All right. Well, that's as good a place to wrap as any. It's funny because you know what? It's so, it's, it's so much nicer just speaking to you without Paul, like in between screaming at me. <laughs> just smoke. No, don't worry. You, you, you'll get plenty of that. You'll get plenty. He's, I'm sure he's saving up some. Oh, well, in, in the segment I'm turning it to now with Jesse Thielke, there's a few times where he gets mad and, and accuses me of stuff and yells at me. Uh, it's particularly during the trivia game when, like, he, he thinks I'm trying to screw everybody over by changing the rules. So, <laughs> which would certainly jive with his whole thing. So, that's fine. All right. Well, Spencer, thanks a lot for hanging out. You're Prince. And I'm sure that we'll talk again leading up to Budapest. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Timmy. And uh, I will talk to you soon. We're joined now by 2016 Olympian and two-time senior world team member Jesse Thielke, who is leaving to go to Germany for the Grand Prix of Germany and its accompanying training camp. Jesse, since I haven't had the chance to get with you yet, there was something I wanted to ask. Did you notice, I mean, I'm guessing you did, perhaps you did, or maybe you were too zeroed in, but did you notice that at least certain parallels between this year in 13, just insofar as you had the same world team trials finals opponent in Ryan Mango and the world championships are also in the same place, which is Budapest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice. I did notice that. I was very perceptive of you. <laughs> uh, when you wrestled Ryan in the open, obviously that was a, a pretty dominant victory for him. And then you go ahead mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, uh, a little less than two months later, you face off in the trial finals. It's a completely different story. Is it now Hall could weigh in on this as well, I suppose, but like, how do you go and just get about like that out of your head, knowing that the trials is what, I mean, pretty much what it's all about and understanding how formidable Ryan, I mean, has, has pretty much always been since he's competed at the senior level, but especially this year, he was on fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never even made the finals of the U.S. Open, so me messing up at the Open is kind of a normal thing. Um, and I didn't even really mess up. I, Ryan wrestled really, really well. Um, but the biggest difference, obviously, is that the referees were much less involved in our match early on. So I was able to kind of set the pace and set the tone on my feet, which allowed me to kind of be in cruise control from there. I mean, besides that, it's... I've wrestled him a million times since we were, like, 14 years old. Uh, I know, you know, what I can do, what I can't do, what I should avoid. Um, no matter what, when Jesse Thilke and Ryan Mango wrestle, there's going to be points on the board, which is awesome for our sport and uh, especially for Greco right now. So I knew it was going to be um, – I knew it was, there, there was definitely a possibility to be fireworks, but, you know, that's when I can just when I can just cruise and control by scoring early, scoring often, and um, avoiding those – those instances where he can really, really use his athleticism and explosiveness to kind of take away from my position and technique. And I mean, I was just sitting pretty. So, I mean, I've, I've lost a lot in my career. So those, those don't really phase me anymore as far as like mentally. Um, obviously, I take from them the lessons that I need to learn, what I did well, what I didn't do well. Um, and it's just right back to the drawing board. We're still going back to practice, uh, win or lose the next day. So the championship mindset. I said this, I, th- I think I said this to Linland right after the trials, I think in like the subsequent Coach Linland report 
but it's that like you know how to turn it on you know what i mean like you know how to perform when it matters when the lights are on and and that's not a diss to anybody but that just seems to come with your like general disposition your attitude yeah every single time so i don't know it's just when it's when those lights that's what i've been training for you know my whole life was just for those moments so I try to relish them, and honestly, I don't even know they're happening at at the time until afterwards. And I was like, "Dang, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool." And, uh, definitely put on a show or definitely perform really well. So I was just excited to do that um, on the grand stage of them all and bring back some honor and glory to my family name and the country. Hall. I think it kind of says something, too, because I think the fan perception, see, that's the difference, and that's why you and I get into arguments, because a lot of times you don't see the fan perspective. You you know, you see it through athlete coach eyes, and by and large, I think most of your ilk do. The Greco fans, and you know what? Screw that. Wrestling fans in this country, like, that's what they're most locked in on. You know, I think that's what they get attached to the most, especially out of our like upper tier seniors is not only guys who are successful, because there's plenty of guys who have been successful. But at this stage, like the climate, just the the mood, it's like they need to see point scorers, right? Like they just need it, like as 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 if to like restore their faith or something like that. You know, I, I think a lot of the people are tired because the rules keep on changing year in, year out, and people trying to adjust to to the rules instead of just worrying about scoring points. So I think that hurts Greco in general. You know, I I think um, referees giving away points and not making guys earn them hurts the sport too because it makes guys wrestle more cautiously, hoping that they get the call from the referee. And I think, you know, the right mindset is, is – the mindset Jesse has, go out there and put points on the board. If, if you give up a point or two, it doesn't matter. You can find a way to get them back. Yes, sir. Just score the next point. Yeah, you see, that's what I loved about Thielke. That's what I loved about Thielke in the fall of 17 when they went ahead and took, uh, you know, temporarily took Parterre out. Because he was pretty much the only, not the only, I mean, R- Robbie Smith, I think, was all, like, hype up, too. But, like, at least Jesse was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this this fits me. This is great. You know, I'm going to take everybody down. I, I'm not trying to be a contrarian here to you. But, like, that, I don't care what the rules are. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, whatever the rules are, I don't have control of it. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, try to win, blah, 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 blah. That's fine and all. But, like, the truth of the matter is the rules are a big freaking problem. Like, it's just, it's overboard now. I mean, it's, the frequency uh-huh. in which they're being changed is kind of crazy over the last, you know, two quads, I'd say. No, I'd agree with that. I think they need to go back, keep stuff simple, uh, quit giving away points for nothing, make the guys earn them. You know, you do that, you're going to have guys score. You know, put guys yeah. down in parterre if they're passive. Don't give away a free point or two points for passive wrestling. You know, I, I mean, uh, the refs don't even know what the hell passivity is half the time. Uh, what's even worse now, because the negative wrestling parameters, a lot of them determined passivity in the past. So now stuff that certain stuff that just used to be construed as passive is now negative wrestling. So it's even yeah. more yeah, convoluted. No one, no one knows what the call is and what's going on. Just and then they having the rest. They're trying to get them more involved. When us as athletes, like we want the rest involved as least as possible. Just let us wrestle. 
just let us wrestle. Sure. You just officiate. They should officiate, not dictate. Officiate. And so, obviously, the constant changing the rules is frustrating for everyone, and we're going to make the changes and adjustments we have to. But the the more power that's in the referee's hands and not in the athlete's hands, um, I'm definitely not not for that. So the more they can stay out of the match and just let me and my opponent duke it out, that's that's what I'm in favor for. And I, I completely agree. agree with what, that you don't need to give points away. Just put someone down. The chance on top is is enough opportunity in itself in our sport and how high the level is that we're wrestling at in parterre. Like the chance on top is all you need. I don't need the. I mean, what what's two more points if I'm going to score gut lift lift? You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Let all right, Hall. I mean, we've we've done this like privately, but I'll I'll bring it out to open air. What do you think about the concept? Now it's never going to happen, but the argument, the argument you will get, and both of you have had many more conversations with officials than I'm guessing I have. But the argument that I get back, or at least the points I get back, lend themselves to the concept that passivity is necessary to stimulate action. Okay, and uh, whether or I not, not dis- go ahead. Agree with that statement, you do not I agree. Just, I wouldn't. Dis- no, I wouldn't disagree. Like I, I wouldn't disagree with what he's saying. I, I think passivity does stimulate action. Well, think about it. If I'm active, you're going to be passive. Somebody's always passive. Somebody's always more active than the other guy. You know, I mean, for for defense, you got to have passivity. So, I mean, passivity is just part of the sport, but it's just kind of gone overboard with them trying to control the sport. You know yeah, what? If absolutely. a guy's being that blatantly passive, you know, I, I've had it out with referees nonstop about the way they call passivity. I mean, you know, with Provisor in the 2016 uh, Nationals, he's got underhooks. Guys are backing out and working dang for passivity, and he's losing yeah. points. Now, and that's another situation in which you can have a control tie get called for negative wrestling. Now, it's that's ridiculous. Literally, just tell the you know the kids I coach and they can, myself, and I'm you just got to keep wrestling, and you got to like Dennis said, you got to score to win, and you just got to score the yep. next point, win the next the next tie when the next hand fight because honestly well, what i don't like, like is when it comes down to the olympics and world championships there's things going on in the back doors that you know dictate matches i'm just gonna say it the way it is you know yeah and that's what i don't like if they take away the point given away system by the referees none of that could happen it would be truly who is the best athlete out there that's yep. simple all the all the politics. I want. I'm not going to go as far to say all the politics because you know that's yeah. Gary Cole out of. But um, it would take a lot of the arbitration out and power out of the referee's hands. I agree. The three points are not you know, yeah. not good. What if you lived in a world where, let's say, there was no passivity at all and it's just points? However, points are scored, and you do it in the most natural, primal way possible. You just have two guys meet on a mat, you know, two high-level guys, not, you know, two first-year cadets, like two high-level senior guys meet, and they have a match where, you know, probably the style of match you have in practice a lot. Like, here, we're just going to go, and whatever happens, happens at the end of, you know, two, three-minute periods or however that works. If that were the format, 
Okay. And there's no such thing as passivity and there's no penalty either. So there's no, if you are like, let's say passive, instead of a point getting distributed, nobody goes down, nothing. Okay. Just however people score, they score. Let's just say that's how it is. Okay. Do you both believe that there would be more scoring or there would be less scoring? I, I think there'd be more because people won't be relying on the referees. And people would know they have to score points. I, I'll add something to that. If the score is 0-0, zero, zero, you disqualify both wrestlers from the tournament. There's going to be scoring. Jesse, what do you think? I, I mean, fair enough. If no one's going to score points, then why are they even out there? You know, I think there would be, I think you would have to take, like, you, you have to take that guy down. You have to push them out. You have to do something to score. You cannot just. You know, like Dennis said, have the referee give you a point and then hang out, hang out the rest of the time. Like you'd be forced to do something, something. I don't know. It just seems so simple to me. I mean, it always has. I mean, I know it's Pollyanna thinking, but. I'm really okay with, with force parterre. If, um, you know, they get called pass and you get put down. Just, I like no, no points given. Like you shouldn't be able to. Because if I get called for pass and I get put down, but then I defend, like, I shouldn't be still losing the match. No, exactly. Because even then, when we, as when we come back to our feet, guess what? Even though I was passive, I still have to score to win. And that other guy still has to score to win. Exactly. That's why you have the guys hanging out, because they get ahead by the point. You don't have to do anything. And you know what the worst part is? Is that... Everyone is always talking about build fan interest and increase viewership and increase numbers and this, that, that, and this. When you have a rule set, now, okay, take my wife, for example. She's not completely ignorant, for sure, okay? She's immersed in this more so than the average wife, I would imagine, would be, okay? And she watches a lot of this stuff. She can't possibly understand what's going on. I mean, she can't possibly. So how, I mean, if she's the most casual of the casuals, then how do you expect others? Like, even people who know wrestling, they don't understand the rules. I got a real easy solution. They already do it in freestyle. It's called a shot clock, and everyone under the sun knows what that means. If you could make it cohesive for both both styles, then. Because everyone, when they see that 30 seconds go up and they see the countdown, they're like, all right, that's... They can probably infer that this shot clock forcing that guy to do something, you know? There's got to be some kind of mechanism eventually that everybody agrees with. And it's been there for how many years? Like, it's set in stone. There's no changing. There's no no nothing about it. So that's a, that's a concept. I can't even remember which one of my buddies came up with that. I'd literally, like, a few years ago. And I, I was literally was just like, yeah, that's a really, really good point, actually. I mean, I, I, would hope, I would hope everyone could understand. Yeah, I'd say so. If they already stand it in freestyle, you would think it would make just as much sense in Greco. But then it still goes down to a point be given away one way or the other. On a shot clock and freestyle, they give away the point. Yeah, that's the only that's that's the only part. The only that's the only drawback. You you sacrifice, you know, forcing those guys to actually actually score offensive points for the no, give them give them a give them a lift or a cut wrench lock and then put them on top for thirty seconds. Somebody's going to score. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, for us yeah. it was force parterre, the big list, the big throws that the viewers are looking for. It was exactly. that that that's 
that's a necessity. And it's just very different than freestyle where there's a lot, a lot of different leg attacks that people could go to. It's not yeah. as easy to score on your tackle. You know, half the body, half the body twice as clever. Exactly. Before uh, I take this all the way off the rails, uh, we'll just catch up real quick with Jesse regarding the pair of camps he's already endured. There was Oregon, the Eagle Creek camp, the strength and conditioning, core strength, uh, team building camp. And then there was Vegas last week, the five days, which was pretty much centered around constructing match plans, executing attacks mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. A lot of lots. Go ahead. Yes. Lots and lots of parterre, which we need it, which is good. I mean, you always need parterre. That's, that's one of the biggest, you know, points we've been talking about, whether we have it or not, we should definitely be prepared. And um, especially just having combinations on top is something that Lemon's been preaching a lot. It's something that I do in every facet um, of my of my style and my game. Like everything combos is something, everything's working to something else. You know, it's hard for referees to uh, to have let politics enter the situation when you pin and tech ball everyone. So that's the goal. You can't argue with the ultimate victory. It's the ultimate victory. How'd you come away from it? Uh, did you like the structure in Vegas, the way that it was all laid out, the kind of organizational influence is so, insofar as like having to have a, like, a, I, I mean, some, from, so far from what I understand, having to have like a match yeah. plan me, in place? For me, it was that. just, you know, another, like, they gave us, you know, a few days to work on these worksheets and I had mine filled out in five minutes and I didn't even, you know, begin to scratch this the surface and depth of my style and my technique and stuff. So for me being like such a student of the game and so tech and, you know, being technically sound is kind of my marquee trademark as well as chain wrestling is super. It flowed really well for me. I enjoyed it a lot. I can't speak for everyone. A lot of people I think were just, well, I just go wrestle. I go score points and I, you know, that's, that's a good attitude to have, but tell me how you're going to score those points. Tell me and what's, situations you're going to score those points you know we need i liked it a lot i'm a student of the sport student of the game so to me it was just i guess another day at the office big fan but some guys don't some guys don't know some guys don't like you ask them what they're i would ask our young guys like after practice i some of my lg idea guys there and some other young guys i knew i was like and even some of our young wisconsin guys on teams i was like so what's your go-to on your feet, what's your go-to control tie, what's your turn, what's your lift, what's your gut, like, some of them had no idea, like, that is a problem, no matter how you feel about it, that's a problem, you gotta know, you have to know, you have to know what you're going to when it's crunch time, or what are you gonna, you're gonna do something dumb, and you're gonna try, (laughs) you know, those kids that begin those overtime matches, and they just try to do a lat drop, and throw themselves to their back and stuff, you know, you see little kids do it all the time, they don't got no game plan, they don't know what their bread and butter is you have to for me anyways is i'm just a huge advocate of that you gotta you gotta know the game you gotta know how you how you fit into it well i would have to imagine i mean not to sound like an academic or something but like i would have to imagine there's an inherent value to lack of a better term putting pen to paper and writing stuff down if only because at the very least you're going to retain the idea of what you did or what you want to do more so than talking about it. Yeah, I definitely I agree with that. The more you put stuff on paper, the more it becomes real. Yes. Okay, gentlemen. Well, what I have on paper here is 
a list of trivia questions pertaining to the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> I think that I think I think it's fair. I think it's fair. The only thing is is that and I and I don't want to hear complaints <laughs> about it either. I really totally don't. Okay? Is that I do not have any wrestling questions in here. I felt that it was yeah. too easy. I felt that there was no way that either one of you would screw that up. You know, whether it's, you know, how many Olympians from Wisconsin or whatever it is. I, I didn't want to do it. I was just like, no, that's milk toast. It's nonsense. I'm not doing it. So I figure if you know what, if you from Wisconsin, there's a shot, you know, some of these. I would tend to think anyway. Uh, there's, I mean, I think pride is on the line here, if I'm being <laughs> honest about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's how it is going to work. In my hand, I have a, I have two bits, okay, two bits. I have a 1993 quarter, okay? Since Jesse is the guest, I'll give him the courtesy, Jesse heads or tails, to go tails. first. Tails, okay? Here we go. I'll do it right on the desk here so you hear it. No, that was a bad flip. Time out. Uh, it, it, oh, wait, do you guys care about obstruction? I don't care. No. Not at all. We get it all the time. All right, well, then it's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, then, Hall, you win because it was ahead. So there you go. All right, we will start. Now, there are 20 questions with two if in need of a tiebreaker, there are two additional questions I can go to. Okay. okay? So we agree on all of this, right, yeah. gentlemen? Yep. We're all clear. Yeah. Okay. Hall, here it is. Question one. When Brett Favre took over the role of starting quarterback for the Green yep. Bay Packers, who Don did Ma he replace? Ma that is indeed correct. Okay. So Hall starts off strong, gets question one. Oh, Jesse, I don't know. This is a rough one. <laughs> Who is the first governor in the history of Wisconsin? Wow. I'm going to be completely up front with you. I have no clue. Okay, does anybody want to take a shot? Hall, if you get it right, you don't get no, it. No, I have I'm no just clue. Asking you, do you want to take I have a no shot? clue. Well, once again, the Wisconsin school system puts up a, puts up a big L. <laughs> that is... <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, the answer to that is Nelson Dewey in 1848. Wow. I feel okay. like I should have known that. Okay, so we have. Yeah, I probably should have too. I definitely well, covered that in school, and I feel real dumb right now. But anyways, moving on. Nah, no, no, no. Okay, all right. So Hall, this is yep. question three. I, I don't think you get this one, but you might. Jesse probably could get this one. Unfortunately, it's not his turn. How many schools and colleges are available for study at the University of Wisconsin? Wow. How many schools? That's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I know. You know Wisconsin, Wisconsin School of This, 23. Wisconsin School of Cal. I don't know. Whatever. 23. That's not a bad guess, but you're wrong. It's 13. If you were within two in either direction, I would have given it to you. On Absolutely. Jesse, question four. What is the Wisconsin state motto? You'll like it. It's one word. One word, by the way. 
<laughs> I have an idea, but I I don't think it's right. I mean, I don't know. Wisconsin people, like Midwest people, they're super. They're super tough. They're like steadfast. They're very to to endure the to endure the winters and to be farmers and hard work. Um, so it's steadfast. On the right I, path. I want to say it's oh man. Oh, we're gonna go with steadfast. I don't think that's it, but it's. I think it's definitely synonymous with something there. The correct answer on you close. Nope. No, you're you're both very close. You have the spirit. The correct answer is forward. Ah, ah, yeah. Come hey, on. we're trying, man. Okay. This is question five. Uh, this would be Hall. What is the official state tree of Wisconsin? I would say the maple. I'll give it to you. It is sugar. All maple. right. See, Jesse's rooting for That was you. a good guess. I would never have gotten that. So, credit to you. It's where credit is to you. All right, here's a good one, Jesse. So, I'm way off. <laughs> Number six for Jesse. How many World Series have the Milwaukee Brewers Zero. won? That is yep. incorrect. They've been in, they've been in uh, two World Series, right? Yeah. I know that the last one was in the 80s. Uh, yeah, there was one just a while ago. Weren't they? I only no. know. No, no, it wasn't. One? I want to say the one he They must have been the in a championship won. game against St. Louis probably a little while ago. All right. Uh, Hall, there is a county in Wisconsin referred to as the ginseng capital of the world. Name that county. Son of a bugger. I either live in it or it's the one above me. I don't know where the county line ends. It's either Portage. I'm going to go with Portage. It's either that or Marathon. You got to give me one. I'm going with Portage. Oh, no. It was Marathon. I freaking knew it was Marathon, too. I knew it, but I... I didn't know where the counting line is. I just know that there's a lot up by, uh, I should have went a little further north. There ain't, it's potatoes and portage, but I didn't know. I knew it was one or the other. Damn it. <laughs> okay. So, Jesse, you like the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, yes? I've got season tickets. Nice. Okay. Who is the all time rushing leader for the Green Bay Packers? Uh, mm. it's a tough one, man. It's the I. It's the white dude. I know who it is from back in the day. God, Paul Hornick. Think no. I'm gonna uh, no. I'm. I'm. Wait a minute. I, I'm gonna give you no. That's a common misconception. I'm gonna give you a do-over. Hall, if you don't mind, just because there's a lot of confusion. You people in Wisconsin celebrate Horning like as if he's the Pope. <laughs> no. Think more recent. More recent. Oh, I'm on green. Yeah. Yep. You got it. I'm giving it to him. Yeah. That was my second. I think that, that was, was my, unfair. Because the, I mean, that was my first guess because I wasn't alive for Paul Herning. I, the only one I saw was Mon Green who could only carry it in his left hand because he fumbled. Yeah. He hurt his right hand, but he fumbled a lot because it's always in his left. Everyone knew where it was going to be. But that dude, could, that dude could move. All right. Okay. Nine. Number nine. Hall. 
Yeah. If this is in fact, I mean, it has to be true because I did research to come up with these questions. If this is in fact true, it is definitely like, you know, one of those like most Wisconsin, most Wisconsin thing ever type of things. What condiment was banned in Wisconsin from 1895 to 1967 and is still restricted to use by restaurants to this day? Think it over. Think of where you live. Condiment. I'd say condiment pickle relish. Is that your final answer? I want you to think about what your state is when known you, for. When you say, when you say condiment, no, does it have to be a sauce or can it be a topping? Are toppings condiments? Yeah, anything that is an addition to a food item, I would think. Okay. Um, you know, well, like, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, relish okay, is a condiment, the, right? Read the question again. Okay, here we go. What condiment, or or this will give it away. I don't want to use this okay. down. I'm, I'm going to guess how <laughs> you got me under pressure. I never see mustard anywhere, like hanging out at a restaurant. I I don't know. Is that is that your answer? That's my answer. The correct answer is, in fact, margarine. I knew it. I knew that. I knew that. I don't know how I knew that. I should have made this so you have the right to steal. Yes, margarine. That seems yeah, like something people in Wisconsin would hate. That it was still illegal, and I didn't believe them. And then I looked it up, and sure as heck, it's true. Yes, technically, they're gonna yes. Use real, because you're only going to use real butter when you're the dairy state. Uh, that That's how I see it. Uh, that's how I see it. Oh, man. Hall, Plus you're going to get Germans, pissed because... Germans like mustard, honey mustard with their pretzels and their sausage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm from... Oh, you're going to get pissed. I'm from, Germ- I'm from Germantown, so... Yep. This question couldn't be much more of a cookie. It really couldn't, and it's, and it's Jesse's turn. So, what is the official domestic animal for Wisconsin? The badger. Is that your final answer? A domestic animal? Um, badger's not domestic. It's what is the official domestic animal for Wisconsin? That's how I wrote the. What is the official? Uh, I mean, take away domestic. What is the? I mean, well, no, because now I'm leading in the wrong way. What is the official domestic animal for Wisconsin? Now think about domestic it. Domestic, as in it lives in Wisconsin, not as in we domesticated it. I would think, yeah. Yeah, the badger. I'd say deer. Deer. Incorrect, Thank both of you. Both of uh, you. Both of you. You should know better. No, what? No. Wisconsin, what do I make fun of all the time? Cows. The dairy cow. Yeah. Come on, crap. fellas. White-tailed deer after if it wasn't badger. Those people don't really know about Wisconsin. I'm There's a shit ton weird, more white-tailed deer. deer. I see. I, I knew there would be complaints. <laughs> I knew that. It's as predictable as the sunrise. I just, I knew it. Okay, Hall. Who holds the highest single season batting average in Milwaukee Brewers history? Uh, I'd say Paul Molitor. That is correct. Paul Molitor batted 353 yes. in 1987. That is a sense of accomplishment. 1987, you were only about like 30 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Jesse, how many water parks are located in the Wisconsin Dells? Less than 20 or more than 20? 
more than 20. That is correct. Yeah. It is more than 20. I mean, note that. Depends on what they call a water park. Yeah, just because they call oh, it doesn't oh, I mean, there certain. No, camps. I'm just they're saying. Certain. Exactly. They got a ton of them. I know that, but they got some major, major ones. Another sports question. Yeah. This is for Hall. Who is the all-time rushing leader for the Wisconsin Badgers? Ron Dane. That is correct. Ron yeah. Dane, he played for the Giants. One yeah. half of Thunder and Lightning. Oh, well, this is a slam dunk. Good thing for I the last game. one, right? <laughs> I, I haven't counted it up yet, but I, I would. I mean, it seems like you both are even. Um, no, I'm Jesse, what, by one right now because he just got that one. What breed of deer is the most commonly hunted in Wisconsin? This is easy. White-tailed deer. That is correct. See? I mean, I'm, that way more, I'm knowing way more than I thought it was. I thought I was only going to get, like, one right. I was just hoping I didn't get one right, too. Same. <laughs> We're rolling right now. Okay, the official state nickname. This is for Hall. The official state nickname for Wisconsin is the Badger State. But instead of referring to the animal, the inspiration for this nickname emanates from these tradesmen. Name them. Uh, the tradesmen. It's got to be loggers. Is that your answer? Uh, what the hell? I'm going with it. It is, in fact, lead miners. Lead miners. We were we were looking for lead miners. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna get that one. I know. Yeah, me. All right. Back to uh, wildlife for Jesse Thielke. Name two of the four most common ducks found in Wisconsin. Two of the four most common ducks found in Wisconsin. There's more than one type of duck. This <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Is this one of them trick questions? I swear it's not. I swear it's not. I pulled this from uh, the, the, like, you know, whatever, the national, not national, the Wisconsin Wildlife website where if you had to, like, go and register for a hunting license. All right. Is a loon a duck? Uh, that's your answer? Be, but, that's, <laughs> but it's not on the I'm list. I'm going with the loon <laughs> and the North American duck, or mallard, if you will. Oh. Mallard is one of them. And the loon would be Ballard. my my second one. I don't know enough about ducks. Is that a synonym for another duck? I don't think <laughs> it's so. It's a water and swim really far. I'm gonna go with no, and that's my own guess. Okay. What about well, a wood duck? Answer, it's Steelkey's question. Well, I thought right. it was done. Well, answer the man. <laughs> I didn't even know there was more than a duck till now. The answer is mallards, like Hall just said, wood ducks, yep. green-winged teal, and blue-winged teal, whatever. I would have I've seen all. the yep. ones, but I thought, you know, that was just a duck thing. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> Wildlife and ecology was not my major. It was constant. Hall, where is the Hamburger Hall of Fame located? Hamburger Hall of Fame. Well, got to go with the big city. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I don't know. That is incorrect. The correct answer is Seymour. Really? That's close. A little bit over an hour away. Now you have something to do on the weekend. Yeah. 
Jesse, a sports one. Jesse's lucked out with the sports ones. What NFL team did Vince Lombardi coach for prior to joining the Packers? Huh. huh. I don't I don't think he did coach for anyone before the Packers. This is what they told me when I was being raised. So I honestly don't know, so I'm going to that he did not coach for anyone else besides the Packers. Is it the Jets? It is not the Jets. In fact, it, the Jets weren't around yet. It was the so he went New to the York Jets football Giants. The, did he go to the Jets after he left the Packers? He went to the Redskins, Redskins. in fact. That's Damn. just as bad. Man, I didn't even know. I've learned two things today, that there's more than one type of duck and that Vince Lombardi coached for people outside the Packers organization. There is an outstanding book. I have it on Kindle. I read it like six years ago uh, called uh, Lombardi and Landry, and it's about when they were both these uh, assistant coaches for the Giants. Uh, Landry was the defensive coordinator. At one point, he was defensive coordinator and player. He was a safety and then uh, safety slash quarterback DB. And then Vince Lombardi was the offensive coordinator. It's a great book. Great, great book. Hall, who is the mayor of Milwaukee? Dude, now you're making me look stupid. That's not my fault. You should know this stuff. You live there. You live in the state. I don't live in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, come on. I don't live in I don't live in Manhattan. I know the mayor is de Blasio. Mayor, mayor. Dude, he's been mayor for a while. He's been mayor. Wait, he's I'll give you a lifeline. He's been mayor for a while. Yeah, I give up. I can't remember the dude's name. That would be Mr. Tom Barrett. Yes. Tom Barrett. Damn it. Once you said it, I knew it. Come on, guy. This is question number 20. After this question, I'm going to tabulate and see if this requires overtime. Jesse Thielke, what is the state beverage of Wisconsin? Uh, does it have to be a specific company that makes it or just overall? No, it is not a specific company. It is, it is a, I don't want to give it away, okay. but yep. uh, it is definitely in abundance in Wisconsin, I would reckon. Yeah, I'm going to, mm, there's only two options and one's the exactly. adult option, the child option. Well, for adults, it would be beer and for children it would be milk since there's milk for everyone i'm gonna go with beer on this one because there's so many breweries oh come on it was milk (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i thought it was that was a trick question (laughs) yeah it was a trap i knew it was a trap so i sprung the trap you've seen star wars right here we go hall how many points does hall have which is another way of saying uh one two three he definitely won i only have three right he's got four jesse yeah and that's more than three which i got right one two three four jesse you got four right shut up for real yes Damn, go me. You got how many World Series had the Brewers won? You got that. Uh, you got Amon Green because we disqualified Horning because it just felt wrong. Got so I got of deers most commonly hunted. And how many water parks? Yeah, you got it. It's yeah. four, ver- four to four. I'm okay. about to do this. This sudden death, huh? Sort of. I'm, I'm two questions. Should be three if I did this correctly, but I didn't. So you know what? Here, do you want to change the rule? And uh, this is Hall's question. If he gets it wrong, you have the opportunity to... Get you already said running was an answer for one of the questions. Unless you changed it, somebody's getting... All right. <laughs> All right, here we go, Hall. There are over 14,000 lakes in Wisconsin. Which is the largest? Ah, Lake Winnebago. That is indeed correct. Yes. 
I don't know if you'd count Lake Michigan because it borders all Wisconsin or Superior. Should have asked that probably before. Okay, Jesse, this is to stay alive. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna ask this. There's just no way either one of you would know this. There's just no way. No way. Okay, no way. now it's fun. You're, you're pissing us off. No. Well, I'm trying to be. <laughs> reasonable. I mean, if you want me to ask the question, I'll ask it. He's That's not saying we're both stupid, nah. Jesse. You're the ones who are saying, oh, I thought I just wanted to make sure I got one right. <laughs> oh, da, 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 da. You can that. ask that one and we'll see if either one of us get it. Just for fun. Okay, here, here we go. Great Britain held control of Wisconsin until 1812. When did Wisconsin actually become a separate territory? Yeah. 1847. Smart guy. You want to take a shot? 1869. No, I'm giving it to Jesse. He was closer. It was 1836. Yeah. There you go. Oh, ask the question. Ask the question. That was a pretty tough one. It was a pretty rough one. Yeah, that was a good one, yeah. Right. This will be the last one if only because what we could do is if Jesse has a minute, we'll bring him back and we'll do a final round or something. Yeah. Cool. Okay. This is we're right to steal. Okay? I, I, that way there's no complaints. Right to steal. Oh. What is what is the state bird? Robin. You both got it. So it, we're going to call it deadlock for now. And we'll bring Jesse back if he would be so willing. <laughs> and then we'll do five questions to wrap it up. And then that way it's an odd number. There's yep. no complaining, no appeals. I'm, I'm going straight straight to the store and, and I'm going to give me a copy. of <laughs> buying a Wisconsin book. Yep, and it's on. <laughs> I hear you. I'm too cheap. I won't do that. And that was 2018 world team member Jesse Fielke. Look, that was part one. Jesse's back from Germany. We're going to have him on the next episode. There should be a relatively short turnaround for that. And then he and Hall can go ahead and figure out the remaining five questions. And however it turns out, however it turns out, do I believe there there is any kind of educational value to any of this? I, I'm not sure. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody's learning something, I guess. But either way, I mean, it was it was worth it. It was worth it. You can follow Jesse Thielke on Twitter at Thielke underscore smooth. It's one of the best Twitter handles we've got. At Thielke underscore smooth. Thielke smooth. Creative. And we keep banging the drum for Hall. If you want to go and follow him for some odd reason, even though he's you know a social media hermit, either way, that is at Dennis Hall. W-G-W. And for USA Greco-Roman News and Athlete Perspectives, please go to fivepointmove.com and follow along on Twitter at five, the number five, PT Move. That's it for episode 20, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.